0: There's always been, over the last 20 years at least, where a lot of resources has been pumped into, particularly the Enga province and Hela province, because of the high rate of crime that's happening in those areas. And a lot of time, police go on deployments that last for long periods, you know, months upon months. And that puts a lot of pressure on the families and understandably so the families have come out and said why should we uh, allow our husbands to go into those provinces and stay for long periods and there's no guarantee of safety so uh, i think that was the main thrust of the message that came from the protests after uh, uh, senior constable kalimda's murder
1: in their petition to the prime minister they have essentially given him an ultimatum he's got to sort things out they've also talked about how no one has ever been charged over these various offences, the murders of half a dozen policemen and vicious assaults and so on. The list is endless of what's happened in Hella particularly.
0: Yes, that has been a big concern for both families and the servicemen themselves, servicemen and women themselves, because they feel that while there's a lot of attention when the event that happens, the follow-up isn't there and the arrests aren't made, even though there's big statements being made in parliament and outside of parliament about justice being served and the perpetrators will be brought to justice and will be jailed. There's very little follow-up being done. So Given that it's the Prime Minister's electorate, the families have said the onus is on the Prime Minister to demonstrate that he can actually deliver on those statements that he's made previously, uh, as in the case of the killing of the 16 uh, women and children in, in Tagali, in, in the Hela province. So he's made those statements. Some of those people are still on the loose. And now with the senior constable Kalimda who's been killed, suspects have been arrested. But whether they'll be progressed through to trial and sentencing is a whole different thing. There's a lot of pressure on police when issues like that happen, uh, also on, on politicians and, and local leaders. But, you know, the dynamics are so complex in the province that tribal politics come in, comes into play, national politics comes into play, and, and also a whole lot of stuff that happens in, in, the, in that locality.
1: The families talked about warlords, being able to operate with impunity is that the way you see it
0: Hela and a lot of other provinces I'm, I'm not just talking about the highlands all over papua new guinea there's there's a huge amount of guns and i'm saying huge in in relative terms in, in some places there's more in some places less major general singarok retired major general singarok stated this and he actually researched and and produced what's called the singarok gun report and put it before parliament and he said you know the problem of small arms that we have in Papua New Guinea stands to destabilise systems of government, basically, and and society in general. If we don't uh, act on the recommendations that he made to to Parliament, to this date, some sections, some recommendations, most of the recommendations haven't been haven't been fulfilled. He's given this report to Parliament. The Parliament hasn't really acted on it, and the problems that he identified have compounded over the last 20, 30 years, now we've, we're, we're seeing this, you know, as the police family stated, uh, warlords walking around with impunity, basically armed to the teeth.
1: You talk about the destabilizing effect of guns, but how destabilizing was it for, well, a whole coalition of massive oil companies to move in uh, for the multi-billion dollar LNG project? in a lot of that, of course, or the source of that essentially is in Heller, isn't it? How destabilising was that for the province, for the communities?
0: Don, if you look at the rest of Papua New Guinea, the rest of Papua New Guinea has had at least 200 to 150 years learning to deal with large amounts of cash coming into their society. And and some societies, some communities have had to adjust and have learned to adjust dealing with large amounts of money, like the Western province where the Oktedi mine is and Bougainville. Hela has had to do it in 30 years and billions of kina coming into Uh, One province, Hela was part of the Southern Highlands, and billions of Kina going into the communities. It's a huge, huge culture shock for them. It actually breaks the traditional governance structures. And the elders who had a lot of power and control and governed their communities have lost much of that power. So... Today, the person who has a lot of money has a lot of say. So that's, that's the situation there. The person who has a lot of money is able to control uh, a large number of people through influence, gets into power. And, and that's not just in Hela province. It's all over Papua New Guinea now.
1: They're oligarchs of a sort, aren't they?